0: You love cockfighting. The tin can tequila, the filthy money, and the juice when Pollo Loco drops into the ring. I sure do. But you hate spending hours chasing down what was supposed to be a hot cockfight only to find two house cats in a box been there, done that. You don't want second-rate action. You want feathers flying and razor-sharp talons clawing excitement right into your veins. Now you're talking. Cocky is the all-new cockfight location app that will never steer you wrong. Thanks, Cocky. We'll keep your thumb on the pulse of your local cockfighting scene at home or when you're out and about. I never seem to find a good cockfight when I'm traveling for business. Cocky can. Let the other guys show up on Monday with nothing interesting to say. You will be holding court at the water cooler, regaling the ladies with the kind of excitement that only happens around a good cockfighting ring. Cocky does not condone the use of homemade alcohol or actual brushes with death. Cocky is a GPS location service app, cannot be held responsible for deaths, rapes, or robberies that may occur from its use. Cocky. Don't talk the talk. Be the cock of the walk.
1: A Popco brand.
2: Hello, and thank you for cracking another road soda. This is 124, hmm On this episode, the police do it a little differently in Thailand. There is no way home in the arcade, and is the Messiah real? I'm Isaiah Cooper, with me is... Justin
3: Mitchell, the one of many, I guess, probably. It's a common name.
2: It's a very common name. Just about everybody we have on this show is named Justin. Yeah. So don't uh, don't feel that special.
3: Yeah. I probably already told you this, but, um, you know, my family is Greek, but our last name is Mitchell. Did I tell you I found uh, out? I've heard this. Okay. Never mind then. No
2: way. I don't. What do you.
3: Really? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I just recently found out that um, when my great grandfather came over from Greece, uh, they changed his last name, as happened to a lot of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And. Um, my aunt was trying to like excitedly explain to me what our last name was, and I was, uh it was Millicaus, and I was like, "Ooh, yikes!" Like, <laughs> thanks, immigration <laughs> officer, appreciate that, that. Yeah,
2: so maybe it was your grandfather who did it. I hope so. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably he's probably smart
3: dude, He's just like, "Yeah, I don't want millions of cocks for a last name." He's
1: looking around. Milikakis. Mm-hmm. Can t-
2: it could be Mitchell? Sure, mm-hmm. whatever you want. New life. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guys what a great uh, time 124 episodes I'm I'm we're still doing the arcade thing Justin has some cool experiences going on um, and the uh, the millennial book club great stuff everything in this episode is mm-hmm. wonderful mm-hmm. I if you guys want to reach out to us you can you can reach out to roadsodamail at gmail.com and you can also uh, call us at 706 200 1213 we also have the Reddit page. We have a subreddit. Now. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, well, because you know what happened was, um, so I jumped on uh, jumped on Reddit a while ago. Like it says 170 days ago, I think. I was on Reddit and I made an account for, for Road Soda and I was like going to post the podcast mm-hmm. around just to be like, I'm trying to get people to fucking listen. So I'm posting it around and I came back like a, a while later and I was looking at it and I noticed I had these messages that I never looked at. It was like... Hundreds of days later, and I look back at the messages, and all of those posts, as they were posted, periodically got deleted. And it's because I had no link karma. I had no nothing. Mm-hmm. So I had made an account, and I started posting, and 90% of all subreddits have rules against that, and mm-hmm. they immediately delete posts. Mm-hmm. So I was like forced into becoming a member of Reddit by like being a part of the community and mm-hmm. liking stuff mm-hmm. and commenting and doing all this shit, just so I can then post my reddits not am not post i actually post these podcasts but yeah i um and then it also opened up the ability for me to to create a subreddit which i have no idea what i'm doing i've been out of the reddit game for so long so um but i just created it i made a little emblem uh, i think jeff and nelly are, are on there a little bit doing some stuff and um there's like maybe one or two posts it's nothing crazy but mm-hmm. i think you know we could slowly start filling up filling it up maybe putting the the news articles that don't make it to the episodes, put them on put them on there. Like that's a really cool. good idea. Yeah, or uh, just you know whatever we can do. I'm 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 excited and I'm, I'm hoping to draw in a little more people. You know what else would be excellent? Like if you've ever been
3: to like um, a subreddit that focuses on a show, like mm-hmm. the Rick and Morty subreddit, they do episode rewatch parties right, where right. everybody has a tab open where they watch the episode and then they comment. I mean, we could do that with a millennial book club where we have a millennial book club watch party and everybody kind of comments as you're watching. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: obviously we have to like, you know, once the community gets to a point where there'd be people who are available to do that, that would be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's my hope is, is I really want to just kind of like, so for the arcade, we have this game, and then, you know, the Millennial Book Club, but maybe actually go to, like, these subreddits and put the episode there and hope it doesn't get kicked off for, like, whatever rules are in that subreddit and people actually go, oh, this podcast is talking about the thing that I like. Maybe I'll actually listen to this podcast. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I just... I listen back to it and, I, and I've and i stopped hating my own voice as far as like when I listen to it I actually listen to the show and I go this is actually a good fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if people really listen to this podcast like the way it's organized the way it's done with the commercials everything I was like I think people this is better than most other podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that shit right to your face I don't care. <laughs> whatever podcast you got going whatever uh, and, and so I don't know man. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We have a lot of um Great stuff on this episode. Yeah,
3: this is actually... This is a very fun episode. They're
2: all fun, but I really... I enjoyed this one. Thanks, Yeah, you gave
3: me a new addiction with that arcade game, The No Way Home. My (laughs) God. Uh,
2: Now, another word from our sponsors. Welcome to Dark Web MD. Medical knowledge your doctor won't tell you about. One time I was delivering pizza to a house, and the next thing I knew... I woke up sewed anus to mouth with my three friends. Luckily I was at the front and didn't have to eat poop. And was also able to comfortably access Dark Web MD to find out more about my symptoms. Dark Web MD gives complete access to archives of information to help with everything from at home tumor removal to the actual value of an arm and a leg. Sick of losing to your tennis partner? Send them polio. That's right, Dark Web MD won't only help identify ailments, we will sell them to you. Dark Web MD, where you go when they say there's no cure. This justin, this is the this is yes this is justin yes justin are, we, are you ready for the news <laughs> <laughs> yes here it is I we have uh, uh, four news articles today uh-huh. and um I think I kind of want to do all of them if I remember correctly I remember thinking to myself I think we want to look at all these because all right the first one just so we can rip rip roaring right through these yeah this one just says now that news mm-hmm. all right. And that is my um, this one came out pretty early in the week. Um, so you may have heard about this because I think it did pop onto the scene for a little bit, maybe on Reddit and some mm-hmm. other places. Man kills coyote with bare hands after it attacks his two year old son. Dude, what a beast. Now that's news, right?
3: Now I will say that coyotes are not very large. They're but little bitches. They are little bitches. That being said, if one bites your calf, you're never going to walk again. You know? yeah. If it gets a hold of your calf, you're, you're done for.
2: I think you're right. So, yeah, he, he mm. fucking. Um, I, there's a video of it. No. I didn't watch the video. A New Hampshire man said he suffocated a coyote after it attacked his two year old son. I think that's the same way that that guy killed that cougar. Remember that He story? choked it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, rear naked choked the cougar, from what I understand. Well, this guy might have done the same thing. Yeah. They, they just, just said he suffocated. suffocated. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think he, you think he crushed it? Like, he just laid on it? Yeah. Or maybe he had a jacket and wrapped around its face. Maybe. Yeah. Man, that's. Ian O'Reilly was hiking with his family on the trail Monday when the coyote grabbed his son's coat and dragged him to the ground. He's like, oh,
1: no, bitch. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not in my house.
2: It was snapping and attacking and lunging. Uh, O'Reilly said the reason why it got me on the chest is because it was able to jump on me earlier in the day the same coyote attacked a vehicle it was uh, it also went after two dogs in a yard then turned on their owner so I wonder if it potentially had rabies 100% so coyotes don't act like that.
3: No, they don't. I used to live on a ranch and um, there were like packs of coyotes yes. and they would make like tons of noise. And like if they saw you, like I've seen them and they were not interested in interacting. No, whatsoever. No, no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Coyotes are, as you said, they're pack animals. So when there is one not in a pack and it's doing shit like that, that means the other one's kicked it out because mm. something's fucked up with it. They yeah. don't want it around. Yeah. Um, yeah I,
3: I guys look um just while, while paul's using the bathroom uh how, how do you feel about him how are you feeling i'm not excited not a fan you not know, a huge fan after what paul said to janice right. last feeding uh-huh. it was just kind of like wow it's twenty twenty.
2: you can't you can't say yeah, that shit. Hi- you can't coyote just, culture has evolved we're moving forward
3: yeah you can't just kip and yelp whenever you feel like it to janice i mean that's messed up janice that's,
2: is a wonderful woman you know, I'm th- you know what I'm thinking we should do? What's that? Let's just kick him back. Let's shun him. Let's shun, shun him. him. Amish shun do it.
3: Why not why don't coyotes do it? More Paul Who? It? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm
2: saying. Oh man, there uh there's I think there's a video of that of the coyote attacking a car. I don't think there's a video of uh the guy killing it. Um again, I didn't watch, so I wouldn't know, but I love that. That kind of news gets me all stoked up. Oh right? yeah, it's exciting. Here we go. The perfect, it's the perfect crime. <gasps> that's what this one says as it loads so yeah um anyway about paul the coyote what the Mm -hmm. fuck yeah here's the
3: thing about paul he's got good intentions he He, has good coyote intentions he just you know know, he
2: he likes to uh play his part he stalks the prey just fine yeah but then when it comes to the ever since he fucked that piece of driftwood it's gotten real weird it's a little weird it's weird uh the search continues. Uh, finally, this fucking <laughs> this thing loads. Uh, search continues for monkey that escaped from Galveston home during break-in. Okay, so perfect crime. Mm-hmm.
3: Monkey breaks in, mm-hmm. fucks shit up. Well, I think bounces. the monkey already lived there. Oh, so there was a break in yeah. and the monkey escaped during the break in. There was a separate
2: party that was the robber. As they, I'm holding up, quote, second party, yes. Right, okay. There was no robber. The monkey was just like, fuck this shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the watches, I'm taking the TV. Galveston, Texas. Police are still, uh, police are still for, still, look at this. Police are still for a capuchin monkey. <laughs> uh, still looking for a capuchin monkey Good that luck. escaped from. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Reese's macaque or a chimpanzee. You're never gonna find that. That thing is gone. A uh, monkey f- that escaped from an East End house after an apparent break-in. The monkey's name is Lily, according to the Galveston Police. Despite reports early Tuesday that the monkey was found dead, the police de- uh, department says that the search is still underway. So they just ignore that. Not. Nah, oh different monkey anyway (laughs) oh yeah yeah there was a report that the monkey died but that was not the same monkey was this also this is it was also in texas where that monkey killed the kitten huh huh yikes interesting stuff huh what is happening out there and here is our next news article i forgot to read my little title for it it says it's the only way i'm so excited police officer pretend police officers pretend to have sex against a tree in a bizarre bid to catch western man and woman who filmed their x-rated outdoor antics in thailand can i just say that western man
3: uh is a really politically incorrect dis- you can't way just to co- say american re- just yeah. say american
2: uh, yeah Cowboy. do you think everybody that's white is a western man yeah that's fucked up that's really fucked up i'm i'm offended I know, I'm very it's I'm garbage. gonna I'm gonna write the daily mail.com. and I'm also gonna write the police department in Thailand and yeah. let them know how I feel. Anyway, as you can see from the photo here.
3: <laughs> what is happening? So they're the two, fully clothed.
2: Yes, they're fully clothed. They're against a palm tree and like a basketball court. No, it's a tennis court. hmm And uh one cop is looks like he's, you know, doing something to the other cop. He's got him bent over. hmm Two Thai police officers pretend to have sex against a palm tree. All right, I'm following. Uh-huh. To reenact an illegal university campus romp. Okay. So there's a video of... uh yeah. That dude is actually having sex with another
3: person that is not... The gender is not identifiable.
2: It is against like the same palm tree. Now, mm-hmm. is there just a photographer that hangs around that palm tree? Yeah. Why don't they just ask that guy? Yeah. Hey, who did it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, NDA, a photographer. Guy. Signed an NDA. Can't, can't, can't do that. it, man. I mean, I like my job. So yeah, it's just these guys going out and being like, okay, so they, they're matching up with the palm tree to make sure like they, this is this, the same oh, place. Oh, I
3: understand what's happening. Right, right, right. So the way they, re- they reenact it because, right, yeah, that makes sense.
2: But I mean, they don't have to, what's funny is they really don't have to do that. They just take a picture. <laughs> they, could right? just, they could just go to that spot and yeah. match it up to the picture. They don't have to add two no, bodies. No, 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 the officer said I had to do it. Yeah. No, no, you got to go grab the palm tree. Yeah, grab that palm tree. And this is what we do. Don't you remember the training? Call me, Sharon. Call me Sharon. That's <laughs> part of the training. Okay, and uh, this is this is the last one. Um, it's called. Is that allowed? Okay. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. This is what I wanted to talk about. Man charged with murder. Okay. After woman dies a year after her shot, after he shot her. All right. So what I'm understanding is that he
3: shot her All a right. year later. She died possibly from gun related stuff but possibly also she like you know she just died a year later yeah that's that's what
2: the that's what the title says is she died a year later right okay so let me know let let, let, let it be known what's going on a man is now facing murder charges all right in manatee county after shooting his girlfriend on multiple occasions (laughs)
3: Look, officer. He loves me. Officer, here's the deal. I sell a lot of drugs and put my my girlfriend in dangerous situations. Uh-huh. I just wanted to improve her bullet immunity. Right. I figured if I kept shooting her once, like uh-huh. once a month, yeah. and then eventually once a week,
2: they do the same thing to us. down at the station. Is
3: that why you guys are like immune to bullets?
2: Uh, well, you know, uh, yeah. more than average. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, deputies. Say Jimmy Hernandez Pentaja pon, pon, whatever accidentally shot his girlfriend Amaria whatever uh, back in 2017 while they were driving in Palmetto. Uh, was she was taken to the Memorial Hospital where she was treated for injuries she suffered and left uh, later recovered from. In 2018, deputies say that he shot her again. After they left an olive garden in Bradenton, reports say. Oh, my God. He was driving, uh, began to flick mint wrappers at him in a playful manner while she was in the passenger seat. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to flick some shit? Oh, my God. (laughs) Was this one an accident? And want to know, was she, did she tell him that was happening? Or was he like, no, no, she was flicking some mint wrappers, Mm -hmm. all fun-like? Mm-hmm. And I don't play that. I don't play that. <laughs> when they approached the stoplight at 53rd, uh, deputies say he grabbed a firearm from the center console, cocked it, and then pressed it to the left side of her stomach area and pulled the trigger. I wonder what that did. <laughs> <laughs> deputies say that Hernandez said he didn't know the gun was loaded despite the weight of it. And there had been no conflict prior to being shot, although there had been previous incidents where the displayed gun apparently had threatened, he had threatened her with it. So it's like his little thing, right? Yeah.
3: And you know, as a a firearm owner, that's one thing that you learn pretty quickly is that uh, um, the more you handle the weapon, the more chances there are for you to accidentally do something stupid. You know? Yeah.
2: And so the second shot was in 2018 when he did it, pressed mm -hmm. against her side. As a result of that shooting, uh Perelta had multiple surgical procedures and later died in February twenty nineteen. From what? The surgical what procedures. Yeah, that's weird. Is that so but that's crazy. So if you shot someone today and they continue having procedures and everything and, and whatnot, so a year later they die you're mm-hmm. then charged with murder
3: yeah i don't know what the statute to limitations is on on that maybe it's like five years seven yeah. years or something but because int-
2: it's it becomes harder and harder from the time that i understand here it's like it's a year and she was shot and mm-hmm. then a year later she dies and they hold up of complications due to the shooting mm-hmm. but it's like after so much time passes it begins getting i i'm all for justice I'm mm-hmm. all You've always said that. That I do say that. Yeah. You know, every day I say, "Justin, remember I'm all for justice." Yep. And but when you start doing things like a year after someone gets shot and they die of complications because it, there's a lot happens in a year. You don't know how every time she maybe had a surgery. She wasn't she wasn't doing what she should have to take care of it You don't know that mm-hmm. you don't know that after she she would get home from surgery She'd start drinking and smoking. Mm-hmm. You don't know how she lived her life. She you know, mm-hmm. maybe she you know Didn't take her antibiotics let the dog lick the wound let the dog lick. you I mean, you don't know Yeah, and then and then she dies and then you charge now it could be obviously this situation is pretty cut and dry you fucking shot her directly But what if the things are a little more gray? What if the areas are a little more gray and somebody accidentally did something more than an accident than this is and then they die? It's like you... This is crazy to me, almost, mm-hmm. that there's that much of a direct line that they can, they now can... I mean, you can charge anybody what you want with murder. I can charge you with murder right now. doesn't yeah. mean you're going to be convicted.
3: Well, and the other thing is that what I've learned from this article is that you can shoot people and not go to jail.
2: Yeah, and you can shoot your girlfriend all you Just want. Fine. She's still going to come back and be yeah.
3: like, it's okay. Yeah, sure. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? If I shot my wife and she came back to me, I would divorce her. Like, <laughs> you are you ridiculous? Cl-
2: clearly not of stable mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Find somebody without guns. Yeah, Jesus. What is happening? Anyway, what are your thoughts on that? You would call us in at uh, call in to us, 706-200-1213, and tell me what you're you're thinking about that. And that's the news. I <laughs> got some news, right? News.
1: Gillette Apollo? No. The Venus? No. What razor is for me? She, he, zimzer. If there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that hair is yucky. I used to spend hours at the store trying to decide which razor was built for me. Now I know. The Ultrance. The All-Trans Razor from Shtick, crafted to contour to any genitalia. The All-Trans gives the closest, smoothest shave. It doesn't matter what you have down there, so long as you don't have hair. Now that's a close shave. Whatever your shtick is, the All-Trans will clean it up. All-Trans is for everything in between. All-Trans from Shtick, a Popco brand.
2: Welcome to the arcade, kids. You got your nickels? I got quarters. Well, this is a nickel-only arcade, so...
3: <laughs> the, so, here's the deal. You give me a quarter, I give you four nickels back. Uh-huh. There's a five, There's a one-nickel fee right. for turning your quarters into nickels so you can use them at my arcade. Okay. Thing is, the arcade still costs 50 cents, right. so it's 10 nickels uh-huh. to play a game. Right. But, we can't take quarters. You can't use two quarters. Uh-huh. This is how I make my money. Okay. Hey, arcades are dead except for mine. Okay. So uh I wanna play here. Mm-hmm. How all many right. quarters you got? Two?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all
2: right, you get eight nickels.
0: <laughs> That's sweet. That's not
2: enough to play a game.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> well if we're gonna what about
2: what about the Apple arcade? Can I play that game called No Way Home?
3: Now the Apple Arcade is put me out of business because they have a low, low subscription rate <laughs> <laughs> once a month and you can play all kinds of games for free after your
2: <laughs> subscription, and they're addicting. They are very addicting. Uh, this is the Arcace, Just Like the Millennial Book Club segment. We uh, are reviewing games. You can send your reviews. You can send your uh, suggestions. though We'll toss right in the trash <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to road mail at gmail.com, or you can call in and leave your messages, 706. 706- 200 1, 2, 1, 3, and uh, we'll play them anyway so here we are this week's game last week's game was tint and it was much different than this week's game uh this week's game was no way home and i sent this to um it was at the beginning of the week and i was make, uh, i was just uh making sure that the j man was going to be able to make it see if mm-hmm. he was willing and then i sent him what I was like, so here's the game, and when I sent the game No Way Home, I put after it uh, the little devil horns emoji, mm-hmm. just because I knew if anyone played this game, if you're me, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, if you're you're into video games, I think even if you're not really into the type of game that this was, this one's gonna suck you in. I think this one is like these games are. Th- this kind of game is rigged to do that. Yeah, it just. <sighs>
3: Any game, <laughs> any game where you can level up, yes, distribute stats, yep. upgrade weapons, Ooh, baby, uh, all of that stuff uh-huh. like hits your reward center. That's oh, why RPGs d- for a very specific
2: person are uh-huh. incredibly addicting. Incredibly, I'm that person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is so. This is this game is essentially if you read it, it says, um, I think it says like space survival game or something, uh-huh. which is. Not a good explanation of it. So, so a survival genre it, for people who—that's somebody who just casually wrote the the description, I think, or maybe it's very contemplated when they wrote it because survival, survival um, genre is not the RPG genre, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's also not the dungeon crawler genre. <laughs> but you can't, you can't yeah. take this. You can't. You don't. As soon as you call it a dungeon crawler. You're gonna turn away all the people that play uh like Fortnite or like the kids that play Fortnite, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or you're gonna all the people that play um like Clash of Clans. Because that's almost like this survival. Like you have to build something up. You have to You're not doing that in this game. Right. Uh this is a dungeon crawler. This is a through and through at its heart dungeon crawler. Which but it's a really creative take on it because it's in space. It's in space. You fly around. Dude, do you wanna see So I started playing this game and and it's got like this, the animation is very, um, like Rick and Morty kind of, uh, like animation, like the drawing, when you see the, the, the characters talking Mm -hmm. and when you see like the, the aliens. And, uh, so it's not like in insanely insane graphics, right? Look how large the star map is. Okay. So this is the this is the map. I'm showing him there's one map, this is like the little area. You can see the, the grayed out. Sure. Or not the grayed the there's still a lot of places I haven't explored. Like yeah. these are these are teleporters. There's one over here, so I don't know what's in here. Wow. Right? But and um and then this is the star map. So each one of these dots Holy crap. is that is one of those. So,
3: I mean, do you see this? This might be like a 60-hour game. Yes. Do point. you see this? Oh, my God. It's so going. <laughs> do
1: you see the
2: size of the star, map? And then you see in here – wait, wait. Do you look at this? Do you see this little – that blue thing? Yeah. So there's 10 of these dungeons. They're these massive heads that are just floating around, and you fly into the dungeon, and it locks you in there until you beat it. It's three waves, and you get this like glowing orb, and it t- tells you more about the game, like, like lore-wise. It, yes, you're like, what? It, there's like something else going on. So this, it's about this girl, and and I, what? What did the? Cu- what was the cutscene at the very beginning? Because I forgot. The
3: cutscene at the beginning was essentially there was, from what I gather, there was like a large spaceship that was had a destination, and the people yeah, were yeah. cryogenically frozen or something. Okay, and then. At least that's what I was assuming. And I didn't I don't I honestly And, and then forget. it got off off track. Right. And now you're in completely uncharted territory. Yeah and ten years later, I think you're supposed to reach your destination much sooner than ten years. Um and ten years later you reached a new destination, you got uh, off track. I think
2: maybe when I started I didn't even look at it at all. Yeah. I think that must have been what happened. Um yeah, so you're in like a little escape pod uh-huh. and you, you have a, a little floating like helper module i just like oh. this thing <laughs> you have this little floating helper module right and um so you in, in you're just in this alien place and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how to get home and that's why it's called no way home and you're thinking that these little dungeon things are going to help you get back to earth no one's heard of earth you basically just get sucked into like the underbelly of like these bars and these people are, like go go do works for these space pirates and you're just running around it's They're like bugs, and there's this one story going on where it's uh, this queen, and she's got boyfriend problems because she's got a thousand boyfriends. She's a thousand kings, all her boyfriends, and they're like in fights with each other. And there's this prophecy, but she like made, but another king just made up the prophecy, and like, it's it's fun, dude. It's a lot of fun, and you get to collect like these little. There's so many materials in this game Mm -hmm. from like pieces of metal so there's metal alloys like there's shit scrap metal all the way up to like super alloy scrap metal that you use to like craft guns and like insane guns. You can upgrade all your guns. You have to update the plating on your on your craft so it's stronger. You have a shield that you want to keep upgrading and then of course all of it is based on how much reactor core you have. So you have to keep upgrading your reactor core because you can't max it out. So like right now if, if you have 500 all the things you have totaled can only total 500 Ah, because yeah, you would need a larger reactor to handle like the right. better weapons and everything. So
3: it prevents you from like kind of the reactor core is like a throttle to mm. what you're capable of. So yeah, yeah. So you can't kind of
2: like overpower the content basically. Be, right. Yeah, I, I think that is kind of what it, what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a, an awesome way of like, cause then you have to think creatively about <laughs> yeah. make cho-
3: like choices that are impactful. Like, do I want, I, I could max out all my weapons, but I won't have a good shield because i ran out of reactor core and it's like i have to balance my defense and my offense or uh you know what is my play style do i want to be incredibly defensive like i'm already all in dude
2: it's it is as soon as i started playing it before i even sent it to you i was like oh no is this (laughs) is that what this is yeah is that what this is and uh i'm so happy games like this exist in the apple arcade because Games like this are the games that you would pay five dollars for,
3: or more. Like or more, yeah. Honestly, like if this was in, if this is in the game store for ten bucks, I'd be like, yeah,
1: I would have bought down. it, yeah, again down. and again. Mm-hmm. And again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you only have to buy it once, Isaiah. Oh,
3: why do you keep buying things more than once? I thought that's what you do, no, dude. I no, thought that you don't if have you to like it. You just keep. You don't have to buy it every time you go to play. You buy it once, and you can just keep playing. You don't have to go back and give them another ten dollars. It's not an ar- <sighs> App art Yeah, Man. all right, I'm done. I think Bit's over. It's bad.
2: I should have kept my receipts. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of receipts. It is... It is is a fun game. It is a fun game. And I think... For somebody who's a casual mobile gamer, so we have, uh, I know like Jeff and Nelly, she, she commented that she was playing. Uh, we have a message from uh, Grant. So he was in the Apple Arcade playing. They've been playing these other games. I'm so interested to hear what you guys think mm-hmm. of this game because this is the game that uh, a video gamer, I think, would jump on and be like, yeah, I'll play that on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, instead of having to carry around my um, my. Switch? the switch instead right. of having to carry my around my switch or something like that. I would play this game cuz I think a game like this would actually be on the switch. Um in fact, there are some games in the Apple Arcade that are also on the switch. But um yeah, man. Are you going to are you going to play? Uh this I mean,
3: game goes all the way in the whatever category like binge, binge it. it. Yeah. yeah. This yeah.
2: game really is in the binge it uh place for me. Yeah. There was I was playing it on lunch breaks. I was playing it while watching the NBC. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it is a fun game and I guarantee whatever whatever we play next, I'm gonna be am I'm gonna be cycling back to this game because this game is many, many, many hours. You can have this on many flights and many shits with you. This game and, and it's always gonna be fun. I mean you turn it on and like you've got the gun that you've built Sure. And it's like doing all this massive damage. It's so much fun because you build a gun that really destroys shit and then you go into like the next little star map place and it kills nothing. And you're like fucking A, dude. Like I just got this gun that mercs and now I gotta it's not doing anything. It's great. I love it. I love it so much. Chucky Chance martial arts and crafts emporium. You know my uncle, Jackie Chan, as a spectacular martial artist. I'm not, because I personally abhor violence, and more importantly, the geese really upset my psoriasis. But I have been around my uncle and martial arts all my life. This store is a testament to that. We sell the highest quality martial arts related crafts you see a lot of boards being broken in the belt test and they are all just so played spice it up with some googly eyes or with just a few pipe cleaners and creativity you could change that board into a swan we could tie dye your gi and bedazzle that belt all of the best martial arts and crafts and more just as for me chucky chan chucky you are a bigger disgrace (laughs) uncle jackie you're so funny chucky chan's martial arts and crafts emporium justin last week Mm -hmm. i just smacked the mic last week you were not on the show i was not i was talking like you were the whole time You never answered, so I guess you must have not been on the show.
3: I was not here. You were not here. Where were you? I was in Los Angeles, specifically Anaheim, so kind of not. Is that in California? Yes, it is in California.
2: Oh, okay. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah,
3: actually, I don't think LA is in California. I think it's in West Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
2: I think they call it Mexicali. Yes. It's all that that also, yeah. But
3: uh, so I was out there in oh. LA, um, trying to make some contacts for music, and I got to meet a lot of really cool people. And right, a lot of it thanks to my friend Sean. You know, he has a very successful YouTube channel, and he's been going to this for a while. Um, so I'm very grateful to him because a lot of the people that I met were, you know, through him, mm-hmm. just by by um, uh, vicinity. And uh, uh, I kind of had this thing where. I was going to not recognize anybody intentionally. Um, not so much as like a power move as it is just kind of like I want I, I want them to view yeah. I, I mean I to- heard of you. Right. <laughs> so for instance, um I got to meet a lot of really cool, like uh, you know, famous people on YouTube. And uh-huh. um I every time I just said, Hey man, it's nice to meet you, my name's Justin. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't acknowledge Did that. you
2: meet Tayson Day? no i don't know who that is i'm sorry chocolate
3: rain oh yeah okay all right no not not him wow yeah so then i guess not uh, really not really yeah, famous, yeah, yeah. famous people famous, on youtube right? yeah. <laughs> but, but famous in the music scene and you know people with like 500 to, to 2 million subscribers like yeah like so you names. you went to like an actual like it's like a music convention yeah like a yeah. convention. Yeah. Thing. it's uh nam stands for the north american musical merchandisers and uh it's not open to the public. I believe Sunday it's open to the public, but most people are kind of don't want to be there during, Mm -hmm. during when it's open to the public. And, um, you have to be invited by a company and, um, or be representative of a company. And, um, a lot of gear manufacturers from violins to guitar pedals, to drum sets, guitars, you name it, Mm -hmm. harps, like there's, there's instruments there. And it's kind of for a few reasons. If you own a music store, it's a good way to get your orders in for the year and just plan with a company to be like, hey, let's set up my monthly order every month for the whole year and give me a 20% discount, right? It's also a way for content creators such as myself to introduce themselves to companies and talk about doing work for promotions in the future. And it's also very good to meet other
2: musicians to, to so collaborate. So were you doing like cold like introduces? Like you would just walk up right. be like, I want to hit this booth because I know they do this stuff. I'm going to go introduce myself. like yes. That kind of thing? Yes. Cool. And
3: uh, the main thing was, like I said, the one thing was to not treat anyone like a celebrity uh and the idea was for me to act like i'd been there before and kind of you had to
2: like sell yourself then huh
3: yeah but but what i did for the companies was different than than meeting like the the kind of uh the kind of famous people was um i just showed up and i didn't tell them who i was uh, or what my goal was and i just kind of talked to them and made jokes and i kind of i only want to work with people that i like and who make like equipment that i enjoy right so if they show me their pedals and their enthusiasm or any of the gear like i hooked uh sean sean and i helped sean helped me hook up a a new recording interface for instance from arturia and Mm -hmm. i got to talk arturia is really big uh, synthesizer and recording equipment company and um, you know i was talking to their product designer and his enthusiasm for his design was intoxicating oh yeah you know whereas i went to some other places and they were just kind of like not very talkative and not very interested w- without knowing who I was or what my goal was just, I could have been anybody. I could mm-hmm. have had 5 million subscribers on YouTube and, and they was... don't know it. Right. Yeah. They, 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 so I, anyways, um, uh, meeting people. And, and so I would, if I vibed with them and if they were laughing at my jokes, then I would kind of bring up and, um, my model right now because it's so inundated is, Hey, either I'll buy the first one at artist pricing or you can send me it and I'll send it back. Mm-hmm. And that's really refreshing because when you tell somebody that you're a content creator, and unfortunately my badge said content creator, social media influencer, it's like an instant eye roll from these companies. There's yeah. so many they're of like, you yeah, uh. who want free stuff. But the fact is I, I make quality content and I know that. And um, uh, so I know that if they give me something, I can represent their brand well. And mm-hmm. that they're going to, a lot of times when they, we have a deal where oh you send me something I'll make a demo and I'll send it back. A lot of times they just let me keep it. They're they're grateful or mm-hmm. <clears throat> or it just opens up a relationship. And there was one guy from uh, KMA Audio. He he's a guitar pedal manufacturer. And after we had kind of vibed and he ran me through some of his gear, uh, I had said um you know hey I do gear demonstrations on YouTube and instantly his demeanor changed right. He was like not interested in talking mm-hmm. to me. And then when I told him what I do, either buy the first one for artist pricing or, or do the buy, send it back, he goes, oh, that's an excellent model. And then his tune changed again. So right. I had a really good strategy going in and I think I've pretty much gotten my work for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, my friend Ryan, who uh, has his own YouTube channel, but also does distribution for a lot of companies. He just hooked me up with a store that needs content and um, that'll be paid, you know, which is nice. And um That could be four to eight videos a a month. Mm -hmm. So that means that, like, I pretty much got all my work for the year and then some. So I I really think this is going to be the year where uh, my channel grows and uh, music becomes a, a bigger part of my life financially, which is ultimately, you know, the goal. Um, but it was really fun. It's very loud. Yeah. And, uh, it's like in a big convention center. I'm sure huge convention center in, in Anaheim. And there's, there's two, two story buildings and uh, well, one, three story building and one, two story building. And, uh, if you count the basement, I where guess. were you
2: staying when you, when you got out there stand <laughs> with was,
3: somebody it, or dude, it was so great because, uh, you know how I grew up and we were staying in a Airbnb in a very sketchy apartment complex, Oh baby, like kind of in, in a little bit of the ghetto. And, uh, the very first night we were there it was a doot doot doo Anaheim police at like, you know, eleven thirty at night and Sean and Cody my buddies were like kind of like what's going on out there right. you know like they were real nervous about it and I was like in bed sleep I was like that's crickets to me baby like, <laughs> that's Right? That's you know? I can't sleep without it and it was funny because whenever we were at the airport Cody was like dude I just want to thank you for securing the Airbnb like it's a thankless job and and thank you so much and the next morning after that first night uh, you know seeing the place and then experiencing the cops showing mm-hmm. up the first night he was like yeah I'm taking that back like it's, it's not <laughs> thankless like you're, you're off duty next year I was like that's fine with me you're fine but.
2: with me you think I picked that I picked that on
3: purpose but you know you gotta think about it like after taxes and everything mm-hmm. for a two-bedroom airbnb uh, in anaheim during a convention it was eight hundred dollars for four nights like yeah it, or, it was like it'd be not 175 a night so whatever right. that it might not have been 800 but it was a little less but even still it's it's it like was a you good said, deal it's a good you know? deal. Yeah. yeah i mean the hotels were 300 bucks a night and it's you know and you fucking made it in and out yeah so um
2: that's cool when and outside of outside of, did you do anything outside of that
3: Uh, We walked around downtown Disney a couple times because it's within walking distance and you don't have to pay to get in. Right. Um, And so that was cool. Uh, You know, I met with some pedal builders. And um, see, the thing is, is that like on the conference floor... You do your best to network, but it's hard because it's loud and there's so many people and you don't want to take up too much of their time. The goal, and it's funny because I was actually just learning about Japanese business practices, and the goal is so similar to that, right? Like, you're not going to talk to the owner first. You're going to talk to somebody else, and the goal is to be invited to lunch or dinner, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or a private party, which is what we ended up doing is getting invited to a lot of pri- private parties. And I, I know that sounds like borderline a humble brag. It's not that challenging. Yeah. Uh, but they are smaller and it's more relaxed. So at that point, you can go to these kind of private parties and let's say there's like a musician you really like there. And right. you introduce yourself and you're talking and then these people see you laughing with a famous musician and then the musician introduces you to this person or, y- you know, it's all about like that image, and it kind of sucks, uh, but that's what it so is. It's, it's, it's that is it's, it's being that's what that is. seen and being seen with important people, all and then you know. other people think you're important, and yes. then so. But it was really fun. I, I got to play a lot of new gear. It was in, incredibly inspiring, not only as a content creator but as a musician. I got to meet uh, Paul Gilbert. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a very famous guitar player. Um, I got to stand within like feet of javier reyes from animals as leaders in a very like relaxed situation and watch him play guitar and it just opened up my eyes to how I could approach the instrument. And um, so it was just very in- inspiring. So where where did you get to, to kind of watch him do that? Uh, he was at a booth. Uh, uh, right. Tosin Abasi has uh, guitars, uh, which is the other guitar player for Animals Leaders. he got a line of guitars and it was just at a booth and it just happened to not be that busy. And I introduced myself. I was like, hey, man, I, I just want to say thanks. Like, I super appreciate your work. And, uh, you know, I'm coming to see you guys in March. And um, uh, I've seen you guys in concert before and all this... know just kind of like trying to play like not asking for selfies or autographs just being like appreciative of Mm -hmm. how hard it is to do what you love for a living and um uh and and it was cool, you know. It it's nam. It's exhausting. Your body hurts. Like honestly, I don't know how you hike the AT because we were walking ten to thirteen miles a day on mm-hmm. this convention thing and interacting with all these people. And it's just like your shoulders start hurting. It's like <laughs> why does the rest of my body hurt? I've been you know? walking. Why is it just hurt? Yeah, and. Um, but the the highlight of the trip for me was Friday was my birthday, and uh, Jeff Garland is a comedian. He plays uh, Larry David's manager on Kirby yes, Enthusiasm. Sure and um, obviously, he's walking. He was at NAM. I, I guess he plays Gibson guitars, and he's typically... So he's, a, he's just at He's NAM just NAM there, yeah. Around. And I think he's kind of a spokesperson. Did you see anybody else, Gibson? like,
2: really, like, that like kind of... In that round, like movie star kind of thing. actually. Yeah, and like, I
3: can't think of who it was because they there were a few people that were famous, but they weren't really like. But it couldn't have been somebody better for
2: you because you're ex- you're, yeah, you're exactly. so into like curb, yeah. curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Um,
3: but what was great is uh you can't like mob them right like you're no. supposed to right and so cool, man. and a lot of people are like pointing like oh that's Jeff Garland and stuff and you know me man like strategic mind I set myself up I looped like stealth. To where we would have to cross paths, uh-huh. and he was walking around with an agent, and the agent was like introducing him to very specific people. So, yeah, obviously, like, you, Fuck this guy, yeah. uh, like, hi, this is so it, this and so, yeah. he's from this, and and uh, you, you guys should work together like uh, other actors or other mu- famous musicians or even people from Gibson because, like I said, I think low key he's a spokesperson for them, but but right, not. right, and so, anyways, um, I made it to where we would cross paths. And when I did, I'm going to do this face and, and, and it's hard to describe to the audience, but I did a very fake, like, Oh, are you? Yeah. Because I, I was like, and and yeah. it was so fake. Uh, like, obviously I know who you are, but I tried right. to play cool. Like, what? and I made like yeah. a really exaggerated squinted and I pointed at him and, uh, he kind of laughed. Uh, but then I also realized that his face instantly kind of turned to like. I don't want to be spoken to and I was uh-huh. like, Oh fuck, this is bad. Right. And, uh, but I did the same thing. I approached him. And I was like, Hey man, I just want to say thanks. I'm a huge fan of curb and I appreciate your work. And he like slaps my hand out of the way and hugs me. Uh-huh. Cause it was my, it was a birthday hug. And he's like, you're awesome. Uh, something about, you know, cause like everybody wants a selfie or whatever. And he's yeah. like, no, you know, so he's a pretty, he, he thought it was cool. That I said, thank you. And he gave me a birthday hug. And when I went back over to my group, they were like, why the fuck did you hug him? Like, what are you doing? You know. know? And I was like, first of all, Jeff Garland hugged me, okay, and
1: it was consensual. <laughs> all right, consensual. like, um, and you bet your ass, I wanted to hug yeah, back. Yeah,
3: it was it was great. And um, and he and uh, so for Jeff Garland to hug me and call me awesome on my birthday was a great great birthday hug, dude. That is yeah. Uh, fuck. Um, yeah, and I, and I have better. to tell you that I think that that's the way to um, a, approach celebrities is uh, or, or like kind of from what I learned from meeting a lot of famous musicians is just to show them that you recognize how much sacrifice goes into getting where you're at and, Mm -hmm. and how much hard work and just show gratitude because they've impacted your life and they are seeming incredibly receptive to that.
2: Yeah. Um, Don't have to ask for more from them. Yeah. Now I know you've done all this other stuff for your career and then I've kind of jumped on it and and I've, it's been done for me, Mm -hmm. but, um, can you also give me a picture and you can give me an article, an right. uh, autograph, and can you give me these other things? Yeah. And to be
3: fair, like I was around some pretty famous people while we were walking around who were getting recognized and they didn't seem to mind. Mm-hmm. But it it is like you could tell that like we were having a conversation or or at least they were having a conversation with someone in my group, one of the two and a person would just kind of come up and insert themselves mm-hmm. and say like oh i'm a huge fan and you're so great and can i get a picture for my instagram and you could tell that like they were they didn't mind and they like so some people were like oh i really enjoy this types of right. interaction because see some people were kind of just just over it you know yeah. and um and i get that because it it's like you you don't it, it almost seems like you don't want to meet me or interact with me because of, of how I've impacted your life. You want to meet with me and impact or you want to meet with me and interact with me so that you can show everyone on Instagram that you stood next to me. And it's like, mm-hmm. f- to what end, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's in. So like I said, some people seem to like it. Some people seem to not, but I think the best way to approach that is just with gratitude.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. Yeah. Cause it, it, you're right. It's um you know, at the end of the day, cause that's you, you were explaining that's how much the um, it's, you're explaining how That is kind of the The environment that you're in It's like Everyone wants to be seen With somebody else Everyone wants to buy But like you You can't Be so Transparent And just being like just give me a picture with you man mm-hmm. just i want to you know i want a little bit of what you more of what you got let me yeah. have it let me come close let me- now
3: and now some people would say like oh hey would you like a picture you know they were very yeah. into that
2: and and i think that like because they know that's what you already want sure and it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna give you something more um, it's
3: gonna yeah
2: to be fair nobody said that to me um yeah <laughs> but, you
3: know they they were like i don't want to be seen with this guy <laughs> look at him
2: well because like, honestly if they get scene being like can i give you a picture then everyone else around like it starts in line yeah oh shit everyone line up he's Um, giving out pictures
3: the other thing i will say is that like so i work with a lot of small music companies and it's like the owner and two people and they have full-time jobs and like the amount of respect that i have for the people out there even the not just the musicians making that sacrifice but the The people making the gear that changes the way that I approach the instrument. And it's just like, man, you guys work so hard because you love it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a full-time job. And that's inspiring to me because I have a full-time job and I'm trying to make music a part of my life. And so is everybody else there. And it's all for the love of it. It's not for money or fame, you know, like it's just cool. Now of course it was LA, there was a huge amount of people who were definitely looking for fame and and money, but um, but most of the the builders and the musicians that I interacted with all just it was just so inspiring. They're like I love music, I want to
2: create it and I want it to be a part of my life. So it was a lot of fun. Well fuck yeah, man and and you spent and it was like was uh the whole thing was like what three four days long let's see we got there wednesday there's a little
3: bit wednesday night thursday friday saturday and i left sunday because sunday's the day it's open to the public and i hear it's like even more hectic and loud so right. i just didn't want to be there
2: well fuck yeah man that was just a text but anyway that's like that's really really awesome and, and inspiring to hear about and guys um you can check out all of uh What's your name again? Justin. Yeah, Jacquavius <laughs> Rainbow Escalade the Third Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. You can check out all his stuff. It's uh, his moniker is search find search. Yep. Easy to remember. Easy search find search, and you can find him on Instagram and and your YouTube channel and everything. Right. Yep. And I appreciate it. Honestly, like it's
3: mostly gear demos. So like if so, you, if you're you know, into music, you're in that. Yeah, if kind you're into thing. music, but if you're if you're not, it's not for you. I, so I understand. Appreciate it's,
2: you. It's I yeah. You have um because that's what so much of social media is these days is very niched things. And you found this brilliant little sp- space of, yeah. of gear demos and some stuff, something that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. and, um, like being a part of. And yep. that's fucking awesome. That
3: being said, even if you're not interested in the content, you can totally just follow me and subscribe to pump up my numbers and then mute me. I don't, I don't pump even care. Up just the pump, jam. Pump, yeah, pump, just up pump up. Yeah. pump up numbers. the jam.
2: Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. Um, well, I loved, I love that story. Cause you texted me earlier in the week and told me that yeah and told me about how you got a hug And i was like how the fuck did he possibly get a hug from this guy that i know he he respects so much i love yeah. that so much it and was- i
3: i wish the context of the story made me sound cooler like i wish that i like you know got to have lunch with him or something no but, dude just but it was just you know even still that in was passing like, come here yeah. let me let
2: me give yeah. you a hug that's it was great fuck yeah man
1: At Austin and Goldstein, we get your money. We, we get, get your, your, money. your get money. money. Just give a call. 1-80-CUS. Don't have a lawsuit? No problem.
2: We've got plenty. Car wreck? Does your neck hurt? Doesn't matter. You'll get, You'll your, your, get money. Money. your money. Our family-owned practice has been getting people money for generations. We invented the hot coffee. The slip and fall patent pending. We aren't saying we launder
1: money, but we will take your cash to the cleaners. <laughs>
2: One time, a nice old lady called us and said her neighbor's dog kept shitting on a lawn. Now the neighbor eats through a straw. We fixed the problem. At Gorbachev and McGilliguddy will kill your neighbor's dog and make it look like an electrical thing. Ever heard of a little place in France called Notre Dame? It wasn't even insured. But the Pope knew just who to call. finkel scrank, and Goose Tank. Now he's got the money. Come on down. Call us one 800 Jews for hire Get your, your money. Millennial Book
1: Club.
2: Millennial Book Club. This is the mascot burial crate. They don't deserve coffins. They don't deserve coffins. (laughs) It was the mascot burial coffin, but you know, they came down and they said, We don't make coffins big enough for mascots. Nope, we sure don't. And we got got these crates. They couldn't afford them. Exactly. The lowly mascot deserves no rights. They deserve uh, no benefits. You know
3: what's so funny is knowing Grant, he's probably like, okay, as a part of the mascot union of the United <laughs> States, like he
2: just knows everything. You son of a bitch. Uh, this week's Millennial Book Club, or this is the Millennial Book Club, mm-hmm. and where we're just watching Netflix, and they're only Netflix originals. If you want to send your reviews, you can to mail at gmail.com. Or you can call in and leave a message at 706-200-1213. So this week's Millennial Book Club was Messiah. Mm-hmm. Messiah got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 41% in Rotten Tomatoes, which is not not great. It's actually do better the the people at Peru's IMDb liked it more than Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes has got a very specific thing that they like. Mm-hmm. If it's not Little Miss Sunshine, they don't like it. But yeah, Wes Anderson number one. Wes Anderson number no. Wes w- Anderson number, number one. one. <laughs> Wait, did he do Little Miss Sunshine? No, fuck. But it's still in the same vein. Yeah. Yeah. If you like little sunshine, sunshine Whatever. you love life aquatic. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> a CIA officer investigates a charismatic figure whose followers believe he can perform miracles. See, they just gave away such a so much of the plot. They did. Right with that. Because but they use because they used the word. So I I just wanna before we roll into this too much, mm-hmm. I watched two full episodes. Okay? And um, whatever happened in those two episodes, I think we will we will freely spoil. So if you haven't watched it. You want to watch it, then do it. But we're gonna talk about it openly. I assume Justin probably did. You, yeah, how much, did you watch that much? Uh, actually, Mandy
3: was really into it, so okay. I've seen the whole thing. You saw the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, basically,
2: okay. uh, my wife and I watch
3: one episode. It's kind of like the like around nine o'clock. We watch one episode of something together before uh-huh. she goes to bed. And then I usually play like an hour of video games after she goes to bed to kind of wind down. And uh, so that was our, our one episode a week, or okay. a, a
2: night for a while. So that is, um, and, and it's, it's a, uh, in the two episodes that I watch, and the reason it just gave it away, is because in the two episodes that I just watched, he, a lot of things happen with him. Mm-hmm. And they're miracles. Like to any, in anybody in like, if they happen like you would either have to be david blaine mm-hmm. for some of the shit that because he was at one point he was captured by the is, uh, israelis and he was like in their hole like in mm-hmm. their detention for people that are like which have less rights than a citizen obviously if they just pull you off the border or some shit and he escaped mm-hmm. like somehow the door is open. there's there's probably 30 locked doors between him and the outside when he just walks the fuck out mm-hmm. right And then, uh, this other thing happens where this little boy gets shot and he pulls the bullet from the boy and the boy's healed. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what started leading me to believe. I'm like, are they really going to twist this into the, like this guy is some kind of mastermind sleight of hand guy. Are they going to twist it into that? Mm -hmm. Or is this like a legit supernatural thing that's happening right now? Is this a, is this a drama about like this, a Messiah coming back and like, is it real? it is a, when the messiah really comes back are the americans going to treat it like this guy's a fake terrorist a, is yeah. that what they're trying to do yeah yeah but then with when you read the description here the description sounds like it comes from somebody who watched the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. right CIA uh, investigate a charismatic figure whose followers believe he can believe he can perform miracles. He may be divine entity or a dangerous con artist.
3: Right, which is is honestly, I think that after seeing all ten episodes, I think that's an excellent description. You do? Yeah, because Um so i can just say anything that happened in the show right like we we give a disclaimer i mean i watched the first i don't
2: i yeah the disclaimer is that it's yeah. spoiled if you watch the whole thing you can spoil so I so
3: i'm not going to i'm not going to spoil too much but i just want to know have you seen him in the second episode has he walked on water yet no okay so there is an episode where he walks on water okay and he does it in front of a large crowd to try to be like you know,
2: yeah. Every time something happens, it's in front of a right. large crowd. Like when he starts predicting that the end is going to come, like mm-hmm. at the very beginning, and then that storm, the sandstorm, comes and in. So, out, yeah.
3: the point is, is that I think that I like this show. Be- Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I just, I just connected it because I'm. You. There is nothing written into anything unless it has a purpose. And the main character, female, is fighting her own battle of cancer. Right, he cures her cancer, doesn't he? <laughs>
3: um,
1: <laughs> so he
2: waves his hand. Here's the thing:
3: he does a lot of things right. that could be considered miracles. Mm-hmm. But there's also a moment, and I'm going to spoil this moment because there's a moment where um, there's a dog that is injured uh-huh. after a natural disaster, and he's in this town. It was a tornado and the dog is trapped under a rafter and the scene is a father and a son. And I'm spoiling this. There are mo- many more moments like this, but it's just to give you an idea. The father has a gun. The the son is crying. The dad's crying and they're like, I'm, he's like, I'm sorry. Like we, we have to kill him. Uh-huh. So the Messiah starts approaching this house and there's a huge crowd following him. It's like, he's going to heal the dog. He's going to heal the dog. And he walks up and he goes, um, something like I I can help you and they're building it up like he's gonna heal the dog and then the scene cuts to an overhead shot of the house and he just shoots the dog right and then it cuts back to him and they're like looking at everybody's looking at him in shock and he goes no living being should be made to suffer and it's like well if he's the messiah why wouldn't he just heal the dog you know and so is he capable of healing the dog? like what you know
2: I like that he killed the dog. Yeah, it's powerful because of what he did—he took it. He took the responsibility in, in a way that it still is a divine gesture, right? No, it, nobody escapes death. In killing everyone's like, everyone wants that divine way out of mm-hmm. like heal the dog, but that's not how the universe works. You right, know, you get to just yeah, and just so come basically, back to life. I'll I'll take the burden from you of killing the dog, but
3: and so the way that it goes is that. He knows things about people yes. uh, before ever meeting them. Yes, and so the, the show does a very, very good job of making it to where, well, he could just be a charismatic sociopath who's very good at his job, mm-hmm. like a terrorist, or he could be divine. Uh-huh. And every single miracle, quote unquote, is disproved while simultaneously being supported. Right, And so the show does a really good job of letting you decide... Is is this? What is this? Right. And it's uh, it's just really fascinating. Down to the very last episode, that's the very last episode gives you uh, a cliffhanger, obviously, for season two because it's Netflix, and it gives you a cliffhanger of like, oh fuck, like he is divine, mm-hmm. but at the same time, because of the way they've built everything up, uh, this also could just be. Nothing. He could be a terrorist, and it's very, very exciting. Uh, kind of cat and mouse. Yeah. At, at certain points, like it, it's very good. I
2: think it is. It is. Um, it's very well written. I yeah. like. The, I like the way the story is written, the way it's being explained, because it is. Um, you know the the approach that the that the Americans are taking and mm-hmm. trying to be cautious and everything. It's realistic in that way, but it's also like because if they i don't know man even if if, even if he were planning all these things out and he were Mm -hmm. like they were divine miracles like even in that like david blaine doesn't do a disappearing trick where he disappears and and appears on the top of a roof two blocks away in front of a crowd like on tv until he's planned it out for months and months and Mm -hmm. months and every little detail is there nothing is not thought about Mm -hmm. right So for this guy to be walking around and gathering crowds and having a kid get shot and pulling a bullet out and doing all this shit. It's like, dude, he planned all this out.
3: And what I do love is the the way the character is written. So I told you he walks on water and a reporter like he gets mobbed later on in a hotel and a reporter goes, did you walk on water? And he's really calmly just responds. What did you see? He's he's so noncommittal about everything.
2: I'll let you will let you decide. Yeah. What that's what did Jesus you see? Do.
3: Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. What did you see? You know, and um, so but the, yeah, the shooting the dog was a scene that I think it might be the third episode actually, and that's the scene that kind of like got me interested. Uh, up until then, I was like, all right, the show is okay, yeah. something to watch with with my wife. But when he shoots the dog, that's when I was like, all oh, right, wow. I'm I'm listening. You know, because
2: now that's that's really throwing some. Because shit, they're throwing some shit into the
3: But like you said, time. that could also be a divine I think gesture, you know? I
2: think it is. Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a teaching thing about mm-hmm. life. Uh, what if he did heal the dog? Mm-hmm. Then it makes everyone forget about the fears of life. That guy's not going to be there forever. Divine entity is not there always. Mm-hmm. You can't... It is, it is not responsible for him to make all these people look... Oh, next time grandma gets smushed by a house, don't worry. Uh, fucking Jesus is going to walk up and, and heal her. Right. Don't worry about it. And Do it whatever you want.
3: Yeah. And it also makes you think about, like, what is the role of God? Like, let's say there is a God. Um. You know, some people listening may be devout. And, right. and so, like, let's say there is a God. What is his role, right? Like, if, if there is a God... And someone you love have has cancer, and you're praying for that cancer to go away. Is that is it his his or her responsibility as God or as you know the the second coming of the the Messiah or whatever? Is it his or her responsibility to heal that cancer? You know, like is it is that not the nature of the world that this deity is it deity or deity deity?
2: Yes, it, it and it's also is it. responsible to make the Falcons get a touchdown yeah. in the fourth quarter yeah. on a second down.
3: <laughs> That's right, because uh, I got money. Because I got money riding that line. But, you know, you think about it, and, and like, the laws of physics govern everything, right, in a way. And so you think about, like, well, the laws of physics are bound to what was created by this deity, right? And, and you think about, like, death and entropy and things like that, and so... Is it is it this deity's job to counteract what they've made, and how do you how do you judge who or what deserves to be healed or to be saved? You know, and also, is a hurricane a punishment? You know, for an area. Oh, yeah. I remember in Katrina, some people were saying like it was a punishment for like a city of sin. You know, it's like yeah. that's absurd, that right? Is absurd, yeah. Because so, any
2: city it could have hit could have been considered a city of sin. Sure. You know, especially the city I'm in. Hey, Hey, baby. Yeah, baby. It's just, um, it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good thought provoking show.
3: The other thing that I like is that despite it being called the Messiah, I would actually consider the Messiah a supporting character. Um, the, the show truly focuses on a lot of other characters. I would say close to a dozen other characters and their story arcs Mm -hmm. and their faith and their, their perception of the world and their perception of morality and their perception of uh, religion. Mm -hmm. And so he is just a supporting character in that way. It's kind of like how, when we talked about the Witcher, what was interesting is that a lot of episodes, uh, Geralt, even though he is the Witcher and it's called the Witcher, the episodes are not about him directly, right? right? It's about this, this universe. And so in a way, I think Messiah kind of does the same thing. Um, So, it, it was engaging, you know. I, I I would say definitely definitely binge it, you know.
2: Yeah, I couldn't help but think that it would make, like, it seems like a Vertigo comic. It's got the same feel, the same thought-provoking kind of themes that they put into a, a good Vertigo com- comic. Like, yes, there are some fantastical things happening in this, in this realm, uh, but it's also set against very realistic people, And personalities and and Mm -hmm. how they would react in these situations and I love that shit and one
3: of the things that was interesting is that they they eventually do find his real name they find out who he was and the idea is that like the Messiah would have come as or at least they believe that that maybe he wouldn't be born he would come into this world as he was right Um, which is possible Um, maybe he wasn't reborn as like a um, as a a Dalai Lama or something like that Right. right So they find out who he is and they try to discredit him from being the Messiah because they're like, we know who you are. And he's like, his response to that is, I was once known by that name. Yes. You know? And it's interesting. Like, again, it's the same thing as like, uh, did you walk on water? It's like, well, what did you see? You know? Yeah. yeah, It's, it's very compelling. I like it. Thought provoking.
2: I like it. Yeah, guys, definitely check that ish out. And I like, and just the
3: very last thing I want to say is I really enjoy any show that encourages a conversation between my wife and I, especially when we disagree. It's really fun to discuss a show and, and your thoughts and how it impacted you. And not
2: all shows do that. You yeah. Know? Um, that is the mark, I think, of a good show. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people like to discredit reality shows and those kind of like shows like, like um, Catfish and things like that. Because, mm-hmm. yes, the show itself is fucking mindlessly and they just throw it up the reason I think it does so well is because people love to sit at home with like their significant other or someone else and talk about that shit mm-hmm. it's, it sparks something in your real life to be able to be like look at these dumb like look at this shit happening like look at this so I, I do um I like the show I would say yeah put it up there on binge it at least try to check it out because I think it's thought provoking it's well done I'm excited about this next show what is it this next show in the Millennial Book Club. What we'll be talking about next week is the show, the show called Kipo. Kipo comes to us. It's a, an animated show from, um, from DreamWorks actually, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like one of those three D animation. It's like an actual cartoon. Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts is an all ages animated television series created by Radford, Secrest. I don't know who that is. Adapted from his 2015 webcomic, Kipo, the series produced by American Company, DreamWorks Animation. And uh, it doesn't explain the actual thing. It was called Kipo in the age of the Wonder Beast. It looks like it takes place in some kind of future or something like that. Uh, But on, does it even have a rating on, uh, it just says Google, 98% of Google users liked it. Oh, okay. It It doesn't say. Appreciate that. It doesn't give us – maybe it's too new to have a um, – Yes, out of uh, 6 billion Google users, 98% like this. That's insane. <laughs>
3: that would be And nice. also impossible. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: also impossible. How many Google users have Netflix? Okay. All right, everybody. Wait, does that mean it's not a Netflix original? No, I think it is a Netflix original. I was just, yeah, looking at it. Alrighty, guys. So, yeah, if you want to send in your reviews for this week's um, – the messiah you want to keep talking about that you can send that to road soda mail at gmail.com or you can call in at 706-200-1213 and leave a message and uh, we'll play that shit right yeah right yeah, yeah. and for the record you, you can also just call in you don't have to
3: call in if you if you're not capable if okay. your if your phone can't do that i would prefer you call in well some people have iphone 4s they don't have the call feature I'll fucking get the fucking feature
2: Before the, uh, you know, before it gets to the end, there's the beginning, and then there was that middle part, and then, um, you know, that's it. That's a whole episode of Roadster. That was what. That was what episode 124 sounded like. What did you? Uh, what did you learn? I learned that monkeys are
3: dangerous, man. Yeah. It doesn't Like matter. every time monkeys are in the news, it's bad. There's yeah. never like monkey saves drowning child or anything. No. You know, it's always like monkey stole Rolexes and broke out.
2: I broke away. I broke away, man. You know what I have found? Uh, I learned that um, Texas monkeys are very bad. Yeah, Texas specifically. Has very bad monkey problem. With their open carry laws. Open carry. Yikes. (laughs) Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. I learned that. But they're
3: very progressive that they extend the open carry laws to primates. They're like, hey, they're one of us, you know. Very progressive.
2: Very progressive. I learned that... um, these, what was I going to say? I learned that the, um, I oh don't know what got. Another, another person is, is rolling up here. Uh, one sec. Learned that learning about that you can shoot somebody and then a year later you can still get charged with their, their murder.
3: Right. Even though you didn't go to jail for shooting him in the first place. Right.
2: They. Yeah. Do you think he did? He, no. They're like, he, now, now you're going to jail. Yeah. That's yeah. how that worked.
3: Third strike. Shoot me twice. Shame on you. Kill me. Shame on me. You're shame going on to prison me. or whatever. I, I don't know it. something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That's what my grandma used to say. Mm-hmm. So
2: on next week's episode, guys, we are uh, we're playing the game Butter Royale for mm-hmm. the arcade. So I hope you enjoy that. You can send uh, your reviews over as well for uh, the Millennial Book Club, which next week is Kipo. And uh, send all those to roadsodamail at gmail.com or call in 706 200 Leave a message. Uh, and other than that, just go to bed early, really. Go to bed early. And everybody, see you next week.